Who needs an alarm in the morning when McDonald's has sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles and a breakfast cutoff? Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Texting privacy policy in terms and conditions posted at textplan.us. Texting enrolls for recurring automated text marketing messages. Message and data rates may apply. Reply stop, opt out. The pandemic has been hard on all our kids. New studies show more than one in three children who started school in the pandemic now need intensive reading help. That's right. Millions of kids in kindergarten through third grade in the United States cannot read at grade level. Here's the good news. Your child can be reading in just 30 days, guaranteed, with Hooked on Phonics. Even if your child has been struggling, Hooked on Phonics will teach your child to read in just 30 days, guaranteed. And right now, you can get started for just $1. Text the word GRADE to 323232 right now. Hooked on Phonics is highly effective and incredibly fun, and everything can be done right from home and in less than 20 minutes a day. For more than 30 years, Hooked on Phonics has been the proven learn-to-read program that kids love to use. Text GRADE to 323232 and teach your child to read in just 30 days, guaranteed. Text GRADE to 323232 right now and get started for just $1. Text GRADE to 323232 now. Text GRADE to 323232. Hey, what up? This D-Boy, D-Boy, what's up, man? What's up, Huncho? Y'all already know what time it is. I just jumped off the porch with Dirty Glove Basketball. Believe that. Uh, 50 racks in the hole, but I'm still alive. Doing the dash and some shit fresh out of Enterprise. All right, so we got D-Boy jumping off the porch with us today. Most definitely. What's good, bro? Yeah, man. What they do? I'm feeling great. How you feeling today, man? Oh, man, I'm splendid, G. Yes, sir, man. Explain it, G. Nah, I appreciate you coming by, man. Um, go ahead and introduce who else you got sitting behind you today, too, man. Oh, shit. Um, from my left, going to the right, is my nigga Wacko, Fat Mac. Okay. My brother right here, DGCU. You know, this is my brother right here. This Mojo. You know what I'm saying? This is my partner, Maze. Okay. You know? That's what's good, man. Yeah. So what else you got shaking here in Atlanta, man? What else you got planned? Besides, you know, besides coming up here working, for the most part, you know, just coming up here tapping in with, you know, with, our, with the real ones, you know what I'm saying? Just touching bases with the people that, that, that fought with me and yeah. everything else. So, you know, it's always like, you know, they always coming down the floor and I ran into them, you know what I'm saying? So I figured it's my turn to return the favor. I come pop up out here in the eighth, come outside, see what's going on. Yeah, for you sure, know, man. For sure. I feel that. All right, so, so what's new in Orlando, man? What's going on down there these days? Uh, I mean, Orlando, you know, for the most part, like, you know, a lot of people know Orlando for the tourist attractions, the, the Walt Disney World and Universals and all that other stuff, which is cool because, you know, they, that's how they get their money through all the attractions, attracting the tourists. But, you know, the real Orlando, the West Orlando, like, man, that shit, that shit, I done been, you know, the several hoods and some of the, you know, worst cities across America, and it really ain't too much of a difference besides the lingo and the slang and, you know, the hood, the hood, you know, it's the same shit going on, murders and, you know, everything that going on up here, pretty much going on down there too. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. Yeah. Why, sure. why do you think that the West Side has so much violence or at least has that reputation of being but, so but, rough? Because, man. all right, like geographically, you're looking at the shit like Orlando, a big city, but mm -hmm. the niggas only occupy a small percent of the space. Mm -hmm. All the niggas on the West Side, they didn't took all the niggas and pretty much put them in one big pot and that probably spread out between what like maybe like eight different neighborhoods oh wow and everything which with is everything within arm reach of each other every hood is a, a thrown store away from another hood which is a thrown store you know and it's just so on and so forth so they put all the niggas into one session yeah shit and they just raising hell wreaking havoc hmm. you know so quite naturally that's what you're gonna get yeah no, you know i understand I mean? that so 
do you feel like it's gotten worse since when you were younger and coming up, or has it been about the same? I mean, <clears throat> if I had to give you an honest answer, because shit was still real back then too, but you got different factors that you got to kind of like factor in as far as the kind of like the, that attribute to what's going on right now. Like a lot of shit got to do with the music. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like the music and not only just the music because it ain't even about the music no more. Now it's the lifestyle, you know? And that shit is kind of like taking over with a lot of the young niggas, you know? When I was coming out young, you know, coming out, jumping off the porch and shit, when I was a jit, we was just like, it wasn't really cool to do the shit that niggas doing right now for cool points. We was just doing it. You know what I'm saying? Now, you know, you can use that shit to kind of like build your repertoire, you know what I'm saying, to a certain extent, like a lot of niggas do, you feel me? Yeah. Back then, we would just do it just because that's the shit. That's what we was doing. Mm -hmm. You know, we got, <laughs> I, you know, my hood done made legends. You know what I'm saying? My neck of the woods, my section done produced legends, like legendary stick-up kids, Hall of Fame, <laughs> they like, this shit crazy. You know what I'm saying? So just to, just to kind of like the, the, the compare and contrast between back then and now, you know, we was doing it just because it was, that's what we was on. Now it's like, you know, a lot of the youth feel like if they don't do it, they won't be accepted mm -hmm. instead of just being themselves. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's crazy, man. Yeah. Shit crazy, yeah, for sure. Yeah, so how much influence would you say the music does have on the youth, man? Whether, not even just Orlando, but just in general. A lot. And I say that because, you know, just me being into the music and kind of like understanding the, understanding the, 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 the rhythm, the algorithm of the music for the most part, you know what I'm saying? Like, you can kind of like just watch the shit, you know what I'm saying? After a certain artist came about, like, they might not have been doing what they was doing because, okay, like prime example, like Chief Keith, you know what I'm saying? And I, I attribute him with a lot of shit. He might not have been doing what he was doing, uh, kicking it how he was kicking it, but to be cool, that was, that was just their way of life. Yeah. They was really living like that, you know what I'm saying? But the fact of the matter is, with the social media and all that shit, technology made it to where motherfuckers can have instant access. So now you got a whole bunch of motherfuckers like fan dot, like kids who never been in no kind of trouble this, that, and the third. And now they want to rebel because shit, this is what they see going on. But the difference is, you know, you doing it for itself. They doing it for survival. See what I'm saying? So that shit kind of like got a lot to do with it. Because if you listen to the music, as far as what the youth got going on, like yeah. a lot of that consists of that shit. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it's kind of like hard to not notice it, you feel me? Yeah. So are you now more conscious of the messages that you're putting in your music today yep. then? And it ain't, it ain't all about what you do, it's how you do it. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because it's, it's some young niggas in the hood, like, who a lot of niggas probably done gave up on, their parents probably done gave up on them. You know what I'm saying? A lot of niggas can't tell them nothing. But, you know, to my amazement, shit, you know, I can go through there, I can pull a nigga coat to you, hey, pull, hey, come push up on me, let me holler at you. A nigga gonna come fuck with me, you know what I'm saying? Out of respect, whether he the hottest young nigga in the city, like his name is Firecracker Hot or whatever, but niggas know when I talk, I'm always have some good shit to say. And it's, it's not just gonna be for, you know, just to, for you to listen to a lecture, nigga, this shit for your own good. Yeah. You know, it's a lot of niggas I wish I could have saved. If a lot of niggas would have took my advice, a lot of niggas wouldn't be in prison, a lot of young niggas wouldn't be dead right now. You know what I'm saying? And, and I feel like if I see niggas every day and I feel a certain type of way about these niggas and I fuck with them, it's damn almost like I gotta go at least try. You know what I'm saying? If I see a nigga heading, doing a hundred miles down the one way and this shit is a dead end, I gotta at least put it in his ear. Hey man, slow down, yeah. stop. What the fuck you doing? You know what I'm saying? Some listen, some don't, but you know, to each his own. Yeah. At what point in your life did you start to embrace that role then? Like, all right, 
let me let me put some game on these on these kids. When I started going through a lot of the shit that they was going through, you know what I'm saying? I went to prison young. Like I had never had no record, no none of this shit. It just the charges were severe, so right up the road. <laughs> a young nigga right up the road, you know what I'm saying? And it's just like just to, to go up there and you see certain shit like when you hit the compound, you know what I'm saying, and you see a lot of these young niggas and you fuck around and get cool with a lot of these young niggas that might be on the pound or something, man. Shit, my EOS date, shit, I'm, boy, I'm shocked, boy, I'm under 100 days, boy, I got like three months left, I got a month left, whatever, I'm two weeks, I'm out of here, next thing you know, you know what I'm saying, it's, it kind of like, damn, because this was my partner, but shit, I'm, I'm out of here this month, shit, he got 40 more years. True. We was the same age, you know what I'm saying, 20 years old, 19, 20, 21, some shit like that, like, that shit just take a toll on you mentally, you know what oh, I'm absolutely. saying, like, damn, that's fucked up, you yeah. know, so I try to, try to help as many niggas if I can. You know, with good words. You know. When you had first jumped off the porch, did you have much guidance out there at the time, or were you kind of just figuring it out as you went? Nah, when I was, since I've been a young nigga, I've always been a thinker. You know, so I went never kind of like, I wouldn't say the guidance, because I was always a nigga that, that had my own mind. Like, a nigga ain't never had to think for me. You know what I'm saying? I, was, I made my own path for the most part, but it was a few OGs in the city. You know what I'm saying? Who I respect their word. You know what I'm saying? Like a nigga can push up. I ain't, I, I ain't too far gone to where a nigga can't tell me nothing. You know what I'm saying? I'ma listen. Cause you never know. You know what I'm saying? If you, you can learn something from anybody. So you know, the influence with, with that and me having my own mind, I feel like, you know, I dug, I chose my own path. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But you know, everybody ain't, ain't meant to the strong like that. You know, so a lot don't fall by the wayside or the extra. Um, so what had got you into making music at first? Um, it's crazy as it sounds, like, shit, I was fucking with the, uh, I just, it was just always something about music, you know what I'm saying? Like, stay the night at your auntie house and shit. My auntie had 12 kids. So me and Joe made 14 on the weekends, you know what I'm saying? Like, my daddy was running the streets, you know? Everybody loves McDonald's fries. So, yes, you accused your mom of stealing some of your fries on the way home. Um, but the bag did feel a little light. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. I'm saying, matter of fact, the day my daddy's birthday, you know what I'm saying, happy, happy birthday to him, but he was running the streets. My daddy was a brick man. So, he obviously, you know, can't have us with him when he handling business, so he'll drop us off where all our cousins at. And you know you wake up early in the morning on a Saturday morning. First thing you smell, that bacon, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. You hear that Al Green, that love and happiness. Like we really woke up listening to this shit, Teddy Pendergrass and, and you know, music hit me different. So I started like, damn, that shit was, it was hard. Cause it always brought me back to that place. You know what I'm saying? So it's just like, I just always gravitated towards music. Cause I, I just, I heard it all the time, yeah. you know? And that shit, just, it just grew on me. Between music, yeah, music and writing, okay. literature. Yeah, that shit just grew on me and quite naturally. I just put the shit together and, I had something to say that niggas would listen to. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like that. Was you were you taking music seriously before you went to prison? And I'm gonna tell you something. My nigga, I had a, a good friend of mine, AK. I was like, I think I was like 17, 16, I, like 16, he was like 18, 19. He introduced me to some niggas at a studio and this was my first time going to a real recording studio. And a week after we went in there and did our first song, on the day we were supposed to go back, he got killed. Oh, wow. Nigga killed him. 
You know what I'm saying? Killed my motherfucking partner, you know? And that shit just took a, like, damn. You know what I'm saying? Because I know I felt like, in my heart, that was a nigga that wanted to see me win, for real. You know what I'm saying? Like, I was into the music heavy. He would do it part-time, but he he was an iron slinger, you know? But he he made that link that put me in the studio, for real, and he ended up passing away. I was at the funeral, and the niggas who had the studio was like, shit, you ain't been in the lab. I'm like, nah, he like, bro, I know bro dead, but you ain't got to stop coming. You ain't got to stop recording and keep coming. It was shit hard. And my second, my second studio session, that's when I met uh, my nigga KP from the okay. colleagues. Yeah. yeah. So when you came home, is that when you decided to take it serious? Yup, because I was fucking with KP before I went to prison. Yeah. Like, I would just record music and go to the spot, you know what I'm saying? It was a spot in the hood, the Taliban, like, is, 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 is infamous, you know, you know what I'm saying? And we, we was in that motherfucker, that was our spot, you know what I'm saying? So I would just make music and keep it in the car. A nigga fuck around and go get the CD book and put the wrong CD in. You know, we looking for, you know, maybe whatever, a Lil Wayne CD or some shit slowed down. They fuck around and put my CD in. And my shit was playing. I'm trying to get to the shit to turn it off. They like, nah, you know what I'm saying? And they went to listen to me and that motherfucker back. So now they asking for more music. And that shit just pushed me into the studio, you feel me? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Was it an easy adjustment um, or transition, I should say, going into the music industry, coming from the streets and no. coming from prison? No. I mean, <clears throat> my, my shit was probably different because back then we had Ozone magazine and shit. Yeah. I'm pretty sure you know Ozone. Oh, it was like Julia Beverly, that shit was yeah. in the O. That was right in the O. So my first time, I think that one of the first years they had the Ozone Award, my nigga KP came, you know what I'm saying? We finna go bust this bitch up and promote. All right, bet, you know what I'm saying? So. We pull up in that motherfucker, and I'm seeing all the stars here, and you know what I'm saying? It's like, yeah, do what I want. <laughs> do what I want, you know what I'm saying? It's, you know, you see Ross, you see Clyde, all them niggas that was smashing Florida. All them boys, Gucci G's, everybody. And it's like, yeah, do what I want right here. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So that shit just kind of like drove me to the studio. I still ain't taking it serious until after I came home from prison. I ended up going up the road, you know what I'm saying? And niggas knew who I was up there. Cause I ain't know they were getting Ozone magazines and oh, shit. Oh really? And Julia was showing a nigga love. Miss River City too. She yep. was showing a nigga love back then. So they always kept me in that motherfucker cause I was working. And I get on the pound and niggas like, the fuck you doing in here? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> the fuck you, nigga, what the fuck is you doing in here? You know what I'm saying? Matter if a nigga ran over there, grabbed my uncle. Hey, you know your nephew over here? I ran up, I was, I was, I was in prison with my uncle. He like, man, what the fuck you doing in here, man? Hey man, shit happened. And from then it just gave me that push, that gas to just like, man, when I get out, I'm just gonna smash. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And that's exactly what I did. For sure. Smash, yeah, for sure. So how did uh, 1090 Block Boys, how did that all come about? Um, okay, prior to the 1090 Block Boys, we already had our, we, we already had our crew, our group, you know what I'm saying? Me, it was myself, Mojo, my nigga Baby Boy, Diggy, Keezy, you know what I'm saying? Um. It was, in the, around that time, you know, we was taking off. Like, mind you, I learned the game from just moving around with KP. Mm. I learned how to grind, you know what I'm saying? So I'm like, fuck it, you know what I'm saying? When you put some music out and they instantly receptive to it and they feeling it, all right, now you got something. You got a potential startup. You can take this shit and turn this shit into something. You just got to make the right moves, you feel me? So I took them four niggas who had never recorded ever, period. You know what I'm saying? Bump, we put a mixtape together. I bullshit you not, we probably pressed up a thousand copies. And within two weeks of that shit coming out, we start getting paid shows. Oh, we never opened up, never did no free shows, none of that shit. 
everything was always paid for because the street buzz was was crazy. It's different because of the internet now with yeah. technology. Now it's the clout shit. But back then, you, you had to have buzz, a real mm-hmm. buzz. And that shit was just just taking off. You know what I'm saying? So we stood on the, the uh it was it was our um we, it was the Mohawk yeah. red team, you know what I'm saying, all that shit. So we did that, that was our group. But in the midst of that, there was a lot of shit going on that really was that wasn't music related. So, you know, me being a thinker, I'm like, man, look, that shit dead. You know, we was pretty much looking for our exit anyway. And just so happened, I ended up getting a call from my nigga, one of my niggas, and like, um, we got we got Marquise, which is Q6. Mm-hmm. He up here in the studio, you know, he wants to know about my bum. You know what I'm saying? They put me online with him, we rap, you know what I'm saying? Hey, little bro, pull up, I'm, in, I'm at the studio, push up. I pushed up, we did the song. The first song that he wanted me on was called 1090. Okay. And then he ran the idea like, bro, look, I'm putting this that together, you know what I'm saying? 10 out of Block Boys was namesake, but the crew was was already put together. Gotcha. He was just the last edition, and we just changed the name because, you know, it was time for a change. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's what we did. You guys had a big movement, too. That shit like, was that crazy. That shit was major. That shit was crazy. Yeah. That shit was crazy. Like like I say, mind you, you know what I'm saying? I can take four niggas who never recorded a song before. You know what I'm saying? We get in the studio. I'm writing hooks. I'm teaching them niggas how to put bars and shit together. I'm teaching them about cadences and how to catch your breath while you in the booth. A lot of shit that you know once you that you pick up as you been been consistent with it. Man, I took them niggas, man. We did two mixtapes at the same time. We did the fresh off the sacks mixtape, which what that was like 18 songs on the Joe? Like 18 songs, and I put out fish scale. Yeah. We put them bitches out at the same time. A thousand copies of um fresh off the sack with the crew and a thousand copies of fish scale. My, my shit by myself. As soon as that shit hit, it just instantly took off. And wanna know something crazy? This nigga was the first nigga to book book me in Daytona really? to book us. <laughs> Our first show. It wasn't it wasn't no, you know, we need y'all to come open up. We ain't opening up shit. What up? You know what I'm saying? What that what that money like? You know what I'm saying? Back then, you know, we sight, we ain't got no management. Shit, nigga like shit, we got fifteen hundred shit back. No front end, back end, what up, man? What, when they drop that flyer, as soon as we see them flyers in the street, that's when we gonna push up before we get there. I got enough sense. Hey, call this nigga, bro, what's up? And he coming outside, he finna skin us down, and we finna go in here and rock that bitch. And that shit just went on and grew. You know what I'm saying? Like, it was organic. It was organic, yeah. for real. Yeah. What, what ended up happening with the group? Did you guys just decide to, I know a few people went to prison, right? Yeah, um, Keys ended up doing, he ended up catching 10 years. Um, it was it was some discrepancies going on with you know one of the members and shit. It really wasn't so much him, but it was just his association to the opposition. It was just too close for comfort. You know what I'm saying? And at this time, like it was a lot of shit going to see back then. Like you know, we I'm you know we we gonna we gonna be more reality based as we can. But at the same time, I know where I'm coming from. I know I know the tactics or the law. I know how they play. I know what they're looking for. I know what they're listening to. So I just had enough sense to just like, okay, well, whatever we're going to go through, we're going to try to keep keep that shit away from the music. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And it was a lot of shit going on at that time. So a lot, you know, parted ways with a few and prison sentence for another. And, you know, we were pushing. We still, we, we had some shit going. Joe dropped, Joe dropped the private party. I dropped the Purple Heart with um, Bigger Ranking. Mm-hmm. That shit did numbers in the yeah. street, but like right after that shit just got hazy to be, to say the least, you know, it was a lot of shit that was going on around that time that ain't really had nothing to do with music. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it just, that shit kind of like, it scripted your focus and it quite naturally, you know, if you ain't feeding some, it die. Yeah. And that shit kind of died off. Understood. Yeah. Yeah. So. 
All right, so what was it like working on this Ten Toes Down project, man? I'm going to tell you something. Ten Toes Down, like, at that point, that was after me taking, a, 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 like, a break from the music for a while. You know, I had to go do another little scratch, you know, had to lay down there. In the midst of that shit, just coming home, like, man, look, I'm just finna mash. Get in the studio and mash, you know what I'm saying? First night out, went straight to the studio, left the studio, went straight to the spot. Working and working, working and working, you know what I'm saying? And it just was a lot that was going on around that time. Pretty much like with 10 toes down, 10 toes down, really just documenting. When something happens to your kitchen, you might say, This is ludicrous. But that won't fix your home. That will only get you the rapper, Ludacris. Having trouble? Don't panic. Don't be alarmed. You need to file a claim? Holla at State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. That's right. You can file a claim on the app or call us. Thanks, Mr. Chris. No matter how ludicrous the situation, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois. A lot of the shit that was going on, and I just put it in a musical form. And a lot of people was there for those stories. A lot of, you know, a lot of people can listen to a song like, damn, nigga, I was there that night when, whatever, you know what I'm saying? I remember when, you know what I'm saying? And when you could take somebody back to a certain time, shit, you, you, you get attached. Mm -hmm. So 10 Toes Down came out and, and it just, shit, it was just a lot of attachments. A lot of motherfuckers was attached to it. Like, the streets took that bitch and ran. Yeah, that shit's a classic to Yeah, they ran with that. Like, they, they, they damn sure let me know they appreciated me. Yeah. When I put that, when I put that tape out, you yeah. know what I'm saying? And, they, they, yeah, that bitch did what it did. <laughs> that bitch went up. That's Sweetwater, man. That, I still listen to that shit today, man. Yeah, Sweetwater shit. They still play that shit. We going to club. And it might be a night, you know what I'm saying? Nigga might have just got off a show. You know what I'm saying? Probably wherever, out of town somewhere. And you know, you know, I'm still around the way, nigga. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm going to push up. You know what I'm saying? We go follow through the script club. I got them like, just take me through the back. Cause Nigga don't want to be every time a nigga walk in the club. D boy in the building. Ooh, they turn this bitch to the D boy hour. Don't know, bro. They turn that bitch to the D boy hour. They gonna play like twelve songs back to back. Rather this bitch got ten people, a thousand. They finna rent it. You know what I'm saying? But a lot of times I don't really go to the club for that. You know what I'm saying? I don't need the glory right now. I really just want to fall off in this bitch, roll me up something nice, and just just peep the vibe. I might need to just get my mind right. You know what, yeah. what I'm saying? So I duck off in the club and and do 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 that type of shit. But you know, yeah. They definitely let me know that they were fucking with me, though. So, absolutely, yeah. It was definitely. So, what inspires you to keep creating today, man? Um, just knowing, like, I feel like I ain't dropped my hardest song yet. I still ain't dropped it. That bitch coming in somewhere, and not only that, like, you know, I'm into the music. I do this shit. I do it. You know what I'm saying? Just for my own satisfaction. Long as my niggas can ride around listening to this shit, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, that was really like the goal. You know what I'm saying? Just I get my niggas, my circle, my niggas that fuck with me and, you know what I'm saying, people that's like me to kind of like gravitate towards the shit. That's that. And I just feel like, you know, I ain't finna just, you know, um, we got a good thing going. You know what I'm saying? So shit, let's see how far we can take it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? With dedication and hard work, like shit, who knows where this shit can go? Like, you know, I got my sights set on something. So until we, until we complete that task, shit, it's gonna always be work to do. For so sure. we just gonna keep working. Yeah. Yep. Just gonna I keep working. How did Splash Brothers with Q come about? Oh, Q, yeah, Q, my nigga. Shout out to Q. Um, shit, around this time I was on the road with Bigger. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And um, Q had pushed up. Q and Pooh. Yeah. Q and Pooh. God rest my nigga. So they pushed up. And shit, you know what I'm saying? And just like being on the road, moving around, 
shit, I, I got a chance to kind of like run into him. You heard some of my shit. I was hearing this shit. And he just pushed up on like, bro, that shit hard. You know what I'm saying? And instantly, we out of town there at night. You know what I'm saying? Pushing this shit. Like, we just got, we, we forged a relationship. You know what I'm saying? That's my nigga. Cool people. We good people. I always been good people. Yeah. I always had some inspirational ass shit to say. So he had got us, he got a spot. Well, I don't know if he still got it here, but had a spot here called the dog house. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yep. So I'm coming from Florida. I fly out this bitch. You know what I'm saying? I'm finna touch down at, at the dog house. And me and Q had some beats. Well, Q had some beats. And he was like, bro, let's get some shit done. You know what I'm saying? I'm thinking this some gonna be some big ass studio shit. We swing the door. The studio right here, man. <laughs> this shit spot, a laptop yeah. in the mic. I'm like, bro, what the fuck? <laughs> You know what I'm saying? I ain't never seen it like that. Like, bro, that's all you motherfucking need. So we, you know, we put that shit together. I think that was the first one we did. Mm-hmm. That shit was like 10, 15 minutes of work. And, you know, they put it out and they just start pulling towards that motherfucker too. They playing that shit all on the radio and shit. I know for a fact, like a few Florida cities all in the club and shit. So, oh yeah, yeah, just some organic shit. Yeah. That came together pretty much with the help of Bigger and, and, and Lil Pooh. Mm-hmm. Yep. Absolutely, man. Yeah, they helped put that shit together. Yeah. So what's your thoughts on the Orlando Matt uh, music scene right now, man? You guys came a long way from when you first started. Man. Yeah, most definitely. Um, it ain't that many people that still, like, uh, what can I say? Not relevant, but like, with, with that much impact, it ain't that many. You know what I'm saying? Mind you, I started, I'm a youngin', so shit. I know who was getting busy when I was getting, getting busy. You know what I'm saying? Like. And just to see it's a whole bunch of new names and the way them boys came and pushed, pushed the bar, like, you know, they, it's a lot of niggas that's doing their thing, you know what I'm saying? They rocking and rolling, you know what I'm saying? If we kind of just stay clear of the, of the bullshit, mm-hmm. I mean, it, could, it, it got the potential to be like another, like, like another, another um, metropolis for music. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because everybody had their turn eventually, you know what I'm saying? But it definitely got the potential to be like that, but it's just too, many, too much adversity down there. Oh, yeah. Whole lot of that shit. Yeah. yeah, I was gonna ask. Do you think if like the the beef among the rappers down there is that good for the scene? Cause it kind of sheds nah, a spotlight on it. That shit, it? that shit ain't good for nobody. You know what I'm saying? And the, and the crazy part about it, you know what I'm saying? I was politicking one of my partners and shit, and he was like, "Bro," and I ain't even think about it till he said it. he was like, "Bro, you know that that beef shit started with y'all, cause it wasn't no wasn't no rappers beefing in Orlando." You know what I'm saying? I wasn't. Beefing, I really wouldn't call it beefing, but you know, I, it turned to that, you know what I'm saying? But it wasn't nobody doing that shit until after, you know what I'm saying? That shit happened with us first, you know what I'm saying? And you know, it was, it was less rap for us. More other shit, but less rap, yeah. you know what I'm saying? So, you know, and I, I, I learned in the process of that, that shit taught me a lot of valuable lessons. One of the most important lessons I learned in that shit, bro, is that I learned that, like, the G-code, honor, respect, morals amongst men and gangsters or whatever you call yourself, G's or real niggas, that shit ain't no match for entertainment. The G-code don't stand a chance standing up next to entertainment. The G-code, the morals, respect factor, that shit be right here, entertainment to the fucking roof. Yes, they don't give a fuck about keeping it real. We, we trying to watch this shit, what's going on? Yeah. Like, I ain't understand that part. So a lot of the shit that was going on, you know what I'm saying, we, it was, a lot of shit went made the net. I could have easily, you know, chopped that shit up and fed it to the blog. That shit would have shot me through the roof, but that shit would have would have landed a nigga with a muff with, with another prison sentence too. Because of the shit that we was going through and what a lot of niggas didn't understand about me was that even though I was younger, I was seasoned. I ain't come up around no dummies. You know what I'm saying? All my all the niggas I fuck with, all the older niggas I was fucking with, 
they, 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 they heavy with it. They real deal. These niggas ain't no, these ain't no regular deckless ass niggas. I learned how to move. It's like, like Sunny and C off of um, Bronx Tail. Okay, yeah. Sunny, I feel like that was me. Cause I might be the youngest nigga in this spot. You know what I'm saying? I'm chilling at a young age. You know what I'm saying? These niggas might be playing a, a high price poker game. You know what I'm saying? This pot might, might be a $10,000 pot right here. You know what I'm saying? $20,000 pot right here. And I'm just chilling. But that was normal for me. You know what I'm saying? So I picked up a lot of the, I picked up a lot of the, the, the mentality as far as like how to move, you know what I'm saying? How to conduct myself in the street. So it was a lot less rap. Mm -hmm. When it was funk, when shit was funky, it wasn't really too much rapping. You know what I'm saying? Out on our part. Niggas made a diss song about me every week. They got 59, 50, 50 songs. Fuck D-Boy. This, that, and the third. I swear to God, it's about 50 motherfucking songs. Like, it went, really wasn't never my intention to go back and forth on the rap shit. Nigga, it's, it's personal. We on some whole other time right now. You know what I'm saying? And I learned in the midst of that shit, like, the G-Code and Morris respect, values, the shit that you can actually learn from and grow with. That shit ain't got no, don't stand no chance against entertainment. And the city taught me that because of who I was, you know what I'm saying, who I was funking with at that time. This was the biggest nigga, damn near, you damn near can say it in Florida at this time, you know what I'm saying? And the, the, the street reputation that followed him, you know what I'm saying, at that time was, it was real vicious. So it's like, pretty much like, the shit pulling so much attention because just because of the people that's participating in the shit. Mm -hmm. And it's like, you know what I'm saying, a lot of niggas was, a lot of niggas in the city was, 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 was scared, you know what I'm saying? We wasn't, but a lot of niggas was. I learned that watching niggas like, dang, I thought this nigga was solid, these niggas solid. They know what's up, know the nigga, how he get down. Everybody know this, like, y'all know this nigga got this. It was, this was 6ix9ine before, this was before 6ix9ine. Oh, so you familiar with this oh, shit? Yes. This nigga like, the, you know what I'm saying? Rob niggas, few covering that man, shit. Rob niggas rap about it, all this other shit. Like the shit that was, you know, around that time that, you know, so the reputation that followed it with the people that was involved in that shit, like was real heavy. Like it was way more people tuning in than what I, what I knew. This shit was, they'll report this shit, this shit going back to the federal prison yard, state prison yards, county jail, this shit going to city, all the neighboring cities and counties, they knowing what's going on. And it's just like, in that, in, that, in that hot seat, it was me. Really, us, you know what I'm saying? Me, Joe, a few more, few more niggas, a couple more niggas and shit, but it was us against the whole city. You know what I'm saying? With that beef shit, like, Orlando be different. You know what I'm saying? Thank God a lot of shit ain't spiral out of control because, you know, it happened how it happened. But it was definitely possible to go there. Oh, yeah. At the drop of a fucking hat. It was too easy. In Orlando, beef, you know, I seen beef play out different. Beef, beef play out with flowers. That's what follow beef, flowers. Where I'm from, you know what I'm saying? Like that shit real, like, you know? So hell nah, the beef went never good for nobody. You know what I'm saying? It's from an entertainment standpoint. Who needs an alarm in the morning when McDonald's has sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles and a breakfast cut off? Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. A nigga look at it and it's gonna bring ratings, it's gonna bring niggas listening and following and looking, paying attention and following this shit. But you know what I'm saying? They just, that boy just got killed over there. Like they, they, they might have put a video out of it, just say for instance, the video hit 200,000, 300,000 views in two or three days. But the nigga on that video just got his head bust wide open. Like how many of y'all finna go to this funeral? Like hell nah, that's what really, that's how, that's how that shit play out down there. Like for real, you know what I'm saying? So hell no, nah, that shit ain't good for nobody. Beef scared the money away. 
real shit. Yeah. yeah. Be scared of money. Yeah, but you be scared of labels away too. They don't want to fuck with you. You'll fuck your opportunity up like that, trying to live in another nigga's shadow or some shit like that. Trying to keep up with what you hear on YouTube or what you see on Instagram and all that shit. You'll fuck your whole future up. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You'll fuck your future up. You'll never know who you're scared away from giving you an opportunity. Just stick with what you know. When that time comes, shit, you got to handle up shit by all means. Handle your motherfucking business. But you ain't got to really indulge in none of that shit to be successful. I feel like the game changing now. It's finna start back getting back to the music. Yeah, because, it needs to be. At yeah, least. cause we done had you know all the shit that's been going on. Like they 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 desensitize it. Like it don't even. I remember you know you might get on Instagram like boom, see a nigga get hit up like oh shit, they just hit that boy up. That's crazy. A few years ago and now you you scrolling, you just seeing this shit like damn that's fucked up. Damn that's fucked up. Damn that's fucked. You know what I'm saying? Like they didn't make this shit like normal, but it ain't normal. That shit ain't normal at all. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? They try to imitate or mimic what they might see a lot of the other rappers do, but at the same time, them niggas probably, them niggas weren't doing that shit to be cool. Like, they gotta survive like that. You know what I'm saying? If you ain't gotta live like that, don't put yourself in the middle of that shit. That shit ain't, that shit, that shit is, is not pleasant. Nah, that shit get real, you know? So, nah, don't put yourself in the middle of that shit. Beef ain't never good for nobody. Yeah, nah, I agree right there. Yeah, bro. for sure. Get to the money. Do you feel like you kind of, do you get your respect or your props for kind of hoping for kind of helping open up those doors in Orlando? I mean. Especially for a street artist. Yeah. I mean, one thing I learned, like, numbers, right? We could post the same picture. Just say, you know, in social media terms, you could post the same picture. You know, your shit might get, 5,000 likes. My shit might get 300 likes. You know what I'm saying? But in that, that 300, like, I'm more excited with, like, damn. Like, damn, that nigga just like my shit. You know what I'm saying? If that's what I'm going, if that's what I'm basing it off of, like, it ain't always the numbers, it's the who. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because there's a lot of who's out there that, that's big. You know what I'm saying? Like, a lot of that shit could just be fluff, you know, with, with, with everything else. So I feel like they definitely, for a lot of the motherfuckers that matter, yo, they definitely give me, they definitely give me that, they, they give me that nod and let me know, like, for sure, like, you know, even if they don't, a nigga feel like I ain't did enough, I know for a fact he in denial, you know what I'm saying? Because we doing shit that went never done, you know what I'm saying? Like, jumped off the porch, getting straight to a show bag, like, mm -hmm. as a rookie, you know what I'm saying? Never really had to go through too much of the motion that a lot of the artists might have to go through, you know what I'm saying? Got to keep opening up shows for this, that, and the third, I mean, Nah, every time I got booked, I got booked. You know what I'm saying? Niggas booked me. They called, they called, they spending some money. Like, where that, where that money at? You know what I'm saying? I need you at this show uh, in such and such city, this day. That's how I, that's what I base it off of. You know what I'm saying? You ain't gotta walk around and kiss my ass. Nah, you ain't gotta do that, I'm a real nigga. But you can spend some money with me though. <laughs> if that's what we gonna do, we talking business here, yeah. Like, that's how I base it off of. You can tell me thank you all day, but a bitch ain't called me to book me to show up nowhere, I don't feel like I'm appreciated. You ain't gotta tell me shit, but next thing you know, I drop a tape and I just locked in 12 dates. Back to back to back to back. Oh yeah, y'all fuck with me, now I feel appreciated. Spin, spin a bag with me, you know what I'm saying? So I mean, it's, it's all like how you, how, you, how you gauge it, you know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Like some, some niggas live for that, um, like the pat on the back, they live for that shit. A lot of niggas do, but it's, it's still a, quite a few niggas who don't give a fuck about none of that shit. Where the chips at? Yeah. Yeah, that's how you show me you love me. 
sure. Spit that bag with me. I did. <laughs> For real. <laughs> For real. All right. So, what was the inspiration on your your latest project, Stripes Over Clap? Um, just seeing the direction the game was going. You know what I'm saying? Like, not to diss nobody, not to um. You know, talk down on nobody because you know shit to each his own. Shit, it, some people that shit work for. You know what I'm saying? Like, my thing is just like, like even with okay, just how I came up, it wasn't no way to know if you had to be in this, okay in terms of the streets. You know what I'm saying? Because that's what I'm. You know, that's what I'm. That's how I came. So in terms of the streets, like how they got the blue checks on Instagram, mm-hmm. when none of that shit going on back there. But you, if you out here, you you know who verified out here. You know what I'm saying? That's how I had to. Learn who was verified, who had a quote unquote blue check as far as the streets concerned. You really had to be out here to know. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah, such as verified. That's where you get your blue check at for real. Like, nah, these days, you ain't, you ain't gotta, you ain't gotta have nothing. You ain't gotta been and did shit. You ain't gotta do shit. All you gotta do really if you just dress fresh enough, you know what I'm saying? They gonna go to crown your shit or they like your, a song or two that you put out. Like, you, like you would be a star overnight. You know what I'm saying? Like, or even just flash some money. Yeah, just flash your money. It ain't got to be your money that you flash. <laughs> Real shit. It ain't got to be none of your shit. All this shit can be a facade. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's they, they it's the clout shit. You know what I'm saying? How they say, like, niggas do certain shit for clout. Like, yeah, that shit true. You know, the need to be known and accepted, that shit almost, like, turned into an obsession. And once it get to the point that you're obsessed with it, it's a sickness. You know what I'm saying? Because that shit ain't really bringing you too much of nothing. But a lot of motherfuckers feel like, like it's possible to do that, you know what I'm saying? And my thing is, fuck the clout, let's get to the stripes. What have you done to deserve the shit that you asking for, you know what I'm saying? Because there's some real niggas out here who done put in work, mm-hmm. who done earned, earned they shot, you know what I'm saying? And just because this nigga might not dress as fresh, he might not flash as much as this nigga do, like they'll go over the nigga who well-suited, a well-suited candidate for this motherfucker, the best man for the motherfucking job. They'll skip over him and hit the nigga that's popular. See what I'm saying? Like. And my thing was just kind of like bringing it back to the basics, you know what I'm saying? Because once you go back to the basics and you get back to the shit that, you know, that build you up as a person, like the respect factor, the morals, all that other shit that you can't go wrong by, like you really got something that's valuable because you can live with this. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But the other shit, like it's just a, niggas be like a flash in the pan. It'll be hot for two, three weeks and you gone. Fizzle out, yeah. You out, you know what I'm saying? Like. Get back to the shit that matter, the shit that means something, the shit that ain't gonna fade away. Mm-hmm. That's the stripes, the clout. You could be an overnight success. We done seen it time and time and mm-hmm. time again. You feel me? Yeah. Get don't back. Don't forget to the, about you real quick. <laughs> yeah. Overnight. Oh yeah. Over fucking night. You know what I'm saying? So you ought to think about it. Just shit. Get back to the shit that matter. You know what I'm saying? You ain't gonna never go wrong with with, with that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Right. Shit ain't gonna never lead you. Ain't gonna never lead you wrong. Which song would you say the fans are fucking with the most off that album? You wanna know something crazy? Like, that first week I probably heard like, like seven, eight, nine songs. Like that people felt strongly about. And it just might be one person coming to say this, this nigga saying this, she saying that. Like, so it just let me know if it ain't just no automatic one, then it's well balanced. It's a well balanced body of work. You know what I'm saying? In the streets, shit, they, they reacting to it. That's what you want as an artist, like, and it's more than just one song. Oh shit, we got something. This is how you stack the catalog up. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, your shit might not be, you know what I'm saying, all on the radio, you know, this and the third, all over the social media and shit, but when they calling you paying to, paying to see you in real time, that's how you know you, you working with something. 
you know, you can have a half me followers and I ain't getting paid for no shows. Yeah. You know, this nigga might have 10, 15,000 followers, but shit, he booked every weekend. You know what I'm saying? So that comes from building a catalog, like more than one song. So to get back to what you were saying, shit, I heard like seven, eight, nine songs, dog. Right. Yeah. That means there's something for everyone on there. Yeah, for sure. I kind of like wrote it like that. You know what I'm saying? Like just made it available for the niggas, that's, for the people that's, you know, who might fit this shit. Yeah. Like, you know, it's, yeah, I, I wrote it to have kind of like with range. You know what I'm saying? Wrote that shit with range, like some shit that ain't gonna play out in the next two, three years. Like, mm -hmm. this shit gonna keep getting played. Yeah. So, yeah. Plans for some uh, more visuals on there? Yeah, for sure. Um, okay. I shot Scribes. I shot, um, me and my nigga Block shot Melf. I got I Block on there. Yeah. Block 125. Shout yo. out to Block, man. Dope boy. Shout out Stand to Dope boy. That's my motherfucking right partner. Yeah. I've been actually fucking with Block shit. Thing. Like right after I linked up with Bigger, you know what I'm saying? Block restarting shit, you know what I'm saying? Tapped in and, you know, fucking with me. Like, on some real nigga shit. I done been up here fucking with Block all at the spot and everything before, you know what I'm saying? Just genuine niggas. We shot that shit. We got fucking, um, what else I just shot? 95 South. Yeah, you just dropped that one. I just dropped 95 South, yeah. They fucking with that. We got a few more to shoot. We're gonna shoot probably like three, four more videos. Okay. Yeah. If you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive. Bada ba ba ba. At participating McDonald's. So, we got visuals. You just dropped that Captain D's, man. Captain D's going crazy. That shit are. They be playing that shit on like, there's a few radio stations down there. Okay. Which is crazy because I ain't make this shit from the radio, but shit, hey. Fuck it, you like it, I love it. I damn near ain't put Captain D's on though. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I was finna leave Captain D's off, but I'm, I put it on though. That's why it's the last song. Okay. And they, shit, y'all like it, I love it, shit. They fucking with that. Um, YFF, man. You got any other artists on there, or is it you just? Mojo. Okay, Mojo. Mojo up next. Like, Mojo, like, up now. You know what I'm saying, shit, we, Every, anytime it's showtime, Joe though. He got to beat up, that's my nigga shit, come on. You know what I'm saying? Cause I know how dope you is. And a lot of other motherfuckers know how dope you is. They appreciate it if you, you pop out when it's time to pop out. So shit, my nigga been standing up handling business. We just, we just knocked out, nigga, we just did the Amway with um, Lil Baby, Money Bag, Lil Dirt. Okay, yeah. We just did that, the Amway came to the city. You know what I'm saying? I had to reach out, make that call like, had to flex my muscle for real, like, you know what I'm saying? Cause you in my city, Yeah, you in my, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, for sure, cause I know when, like when nobody in Orlando gonna do that, you know what I'm saying? So I made the call, shout out my nigga, you know what I'm saying? Health pushed up, you know what I'm saying? Showed me some love, my nigga Health. And um, we made that shit happen. Y'all in my city, first nigga from the city to hit the Amway, you know, that bitch went up. Then after that, you know what I'm saying? We had Cleveland at the Summer Jam. Okay. For 107.9, that shit was crazy with the same cast. I swear Vezo was on there, uh, Jeezy was on there, Doughboy mm -hmm. was on there. We went out there and rocked that bitch too, you know what I'm saying? And Joe, what, there were about 20, 30,000 people down there? Shit, well, shit, Joe up. Shit, he rocked that bitch, no stage fright, no net. We been doing this <laughs> shit, you feel me? So, yeah, we, we came in, we, we handled up. So Mojo definitely up next. That bath face finna get ready to drop. We gonna fuck the streets up with that. You know what I'm saying? The, the lane that I'm kind of like, that, that Joe occupy like, it's like that old cloth. You know what I'm saying? Just, you might hear and hear something different, but what I hear is like, I kind of like correlate that shit to 
you know what I'm saying? Like that, that G shit, that BG, that C murder, that slim, you know what I'm saying? All that, that cloth up in that, that cloth, but just updated, just swag, more, more swag, you know what I'm saying? Just pressing the button, you know what I'm saying? But like definitely from that cloth for real though, for sure. So it's gonna be interesting to see how far we take this shit, you know? We already got like, you know what I'm saying? A few errors that's been, you know what I'm saying? Showing interest just from just moving around the country, tapping in with niggas. Through rap shit and not just, you know, other rap, other other shit too, you know what I'm saying? So just linking up, forging relationships, you know what I'm saying? We're we gonna take it though, you know what I'm saying? Like, we got Chicago, we got the Carolinas, we got fucking, you know, Georgia parts, of, a lot of Florida, you know, um, fucking my nigga up there in the D, Detroit, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, especially Detroit. Detroit been showing a lot of love. Like, yeah. my nigga PG, PG, okay. that boy yeah. get up with PG just came home. You know what I'm saying? Big up the PZ team, Eastside. My nigga been fucking with me like, like right after we did the, um, the Cypher. Hmm. He reached out, you know what I'm saying? And we just kind of like forged a relationship. So we gonna definitely just go revisit all the places where we got power at already, like where we already, you know, where we haven't, we got shit going on. For sure. So we go, go touch bases and run him through the streets. I feel like the reception gonna be warm though. That shit gonna, they gonna fuck with it. Yeah. Most definitely. Yeah. What's next for you, D? Um, next. Shit, I mean, we just gonna keep working. You know, I kind of like, some shit you set sights on and some shit, you know what I'm saying? Some shit just, just, just falling in your lap, you know what I'm saying? So we just gonna keep working. Most definitely know exactly what we trying to take this shit. We going to the top of this shit. Like that's the, it's only one destination to go. You know what I'm saying? We taking this shit to the top and we gonna get up however the fuck we gotta get there, you feel me? Mm -hmm. But you know, definitely more shows, definitely more music. You know what I'm saying? Like we just gonna be bringing that flavor. You know what I'm saying? The authentic West Orlando flavor type shit, you feel me? Yeah. Gonna definitely keep servicing them with that. Got to, man. Yeah. Dope. Got any shout outs you like to give before we wrap it up? Uh, shit, yeah. Uh, shit, you know, first off, shit, big up for you, my nigga. You know what I'm saying? A lot of people don't know. We go, we go time, back. It's been, it's been a while, you know what I'm saying? Shout out to DGB for sure. Rest up, my nigga. Lil Pooh, you know what I'm saying? Uh, shit, you know, who won't forget? Well, shit, everybody that fuck with me, they already know what's up, you know? They know what's up, shout out Block, shout out my nigga PZ, um, Bigger, definitely shout out Bigger Ranking, you know what I'm saying? That's my, that's my nigga for real, it's, all, it's a whole lot of love though, you know? Yo, recipes, my nigga, my brother Vegas P, cause shit, if he would've been alive, he'd have, he'd have been up here. Most definitely would've been up here and shit, but you know, um, shit, everybody that I fuck with, they already know what's up, so, yeah, yeah most definitely. 50 racks in the hole, but I'm still alive. Doing the dash and some shit fresh out of Enterprise. Just got it mobbed off so dark. If you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive. Bada ba ba ba. At participating McDonald's.